I thought her testimony was very compelling, and she looks like a very fine woman to me. Very fine woman. That is President Donald Trump today commenting on the testimony of Dr. Ford. And, uh, I mean, look, it's been a very historic time in Washington. I'm not sure it's a history to be proud of. I mean, our, our neighbors have been embroiled in, I think, one of the ugliest chapters in American history. And it is the complete hijacking of a judicial confirmation. And, of course, it started 10 days ago when this series of unsubstantiated allegations came forward. And then you get this mix of severe partisan politics and now a vote on that confirmation that comes with a big butt. So I'm not sure really what happened. This all coming after yesterday's he said, she said testimony between Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford. And we did get a vote to move the nomination to the floor. There was a vote of 11 to 10, but Republican Jeff Flake lived up to his name. And at the very last minute, bent to Democratic demands that it be delayed by a week so that the FBI can investigate. And Mr. Trump has, in fact, called for that investigation. But the deal's not binding. So House Leader uh, Mitch McConnell could, in fact, just say, to hell with you, we're going ahead with this vote. But this this has never happened in a nomination. And I have no idea if Mr. Kavanaugh gets... What happens if Justice Kavanaugh, when I assume he will get passed, what will it be like for him to do his job. But the bottom line is, we have weaponized allegations now. And you're going to see a whole lot more of this because now the precedent seems to have been set. And I don't care if you like Mr. Kavanaugh. I don't care if you like Dr. Ford. I don't care. But anyone who believes in due process at all, which is a fundamental of both Canada and the United States. I mean, until you find yourself accused of a crime, boy, will you be praying for that due process. But for now, seems to be out the window. Let's bring in my next guest, Sam Noonberg. He was a senior advisor to Mr. Trump, also, uh, with Steve Bannon. He joins me now. Hi there. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I wanted to kind of get the inside perspective from someone who is in the midst of this We've never seen anything like this. Um, is this just a passing chapter, or has what happened in the last couple of days fundamentally changed your country? Well, it certainly fundamentally changed uh, the trajectory of all future Supreme Court nominees. I think that, uh, long run, what you're seeing is the overall uh, Republican Party transform into a party that will now fight back. And that is one of the main reasons, by the way, that Donald Trump ended up getting the nomination. And there was a lot of attractiveness to him by primary voters because we were sick and tired of having weak candidates run against a failed president, in my opinion, in, in John McCain and Mitt Romney. Make no mistake, had Kavanaugh been nominated by George W. Bush or by a Mitt Romney, let's say he would have already been pulled. And it was funny, actually, when he gave his opening remarks in uh, yesterday, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he was even able to. It took a lot of courage for him to do that, in my opinion. Um, everybody wants to talk about Dr. Ford and her courage. I don't think it was so courageous. The fact that her lawyers didn't even tell her, by the way, she was in shock when she heard that they didn't even want uh, that they that the Senate Judiciary Committee had offered to go to California to investigate and to question her. But on the side, though, for a Kavanaugh to come in here. This guy has been a target of Democrats for years. 
which he touched on, and I'd like to get to. But this has also been, they have been, Democrats have been trying to stop Donald Trump from replacing anybody on the bench, mm-hmm. from putting anybody through from the very beginning. Now, make no mistake, they would have done this to Neil Gorsuch, but for the fact that they didn't believe that the Republicans had the intestinal fortitude to break the filibuster, to say that we don't need 60 votes anymore. We will do it by 51 votes. Chuck Schumer had said even that Gorsuch should not be able to go on the bench until the Russia investigation was over. They have used all these tactics against this fine man, and it is absolutely ridiculous. And I do want to get to Dr. Ford. I want to get to her. I know this is not PC, but there are multiple holes poked in what she testified to yesterday. She is not, besides the fact she has no corroborating witnesses, besides the fact that now this is delayed, FBI is going to have to waste time on something I can already tell you that you will not find anything new, that there will not be any new, uh, new evidence. The FBI cannot, cannot investigate something where she doesn't know where, when, or, or um, she doesn't know where or when. She doesn't know how she got home. And she gave a couple discrepancies, too. And I just want, you know, because I know Canada, regular Americans, they're not following the details of this. Oh, yes, they are. But, I got to be honest, okay. Canadians are watching. It's unbelievable how much attention everybody's watching. Yeah. We wanted this hearing as Republicans on Monday. Yeah. Her yeah. lawyer, her Clinton lawyers, who we now find out that Diane Feinstein had uh, told her to hire, said she can only fly. She, she needs to drive because she doesn't want to fly. She can't fly as a result of this alleged episode, which I don't think happened, frankly, this episode. Okay. She can't fly. Meanwhile, she gives a lie. She's talking about yesterday uh, how she took her lie detector test and she took it before she took a flight from Delaware to New Hampshire. She took another flight. Look, there's there's too many holes in her story. And this will just repeatedly been going on. And frankly, you know what? Does she get a disservice? all women that have been insulted. Well, I kind of, I, I, I felt she was compelling and believable. However, I'm a true believer of women should be heard or any victim of sexual crime should be heard and listened to, but certainly not believed because that's what courts of law and due process are for. So something may very well have happened. I'm sure it was not easy for her to get up and do this. I mean, I believe she is being weaponized and used as a political pawn. I, I fear that more damage will be done to her than uh, you know, the damage done to her is going to be long, long affecting. But of course, his reputation's being destroyed. So a lot of people are saying, well, look how angry he is. Look how aggressive he is. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're being accused of something as serious as as what is being alleged, I'd be pretty pissed off, too. My question, though, is, you know, I think something will come up in the next week because I think now the Democrats are going to either find a new allegation or a new woman or something else will come out. But the bottom line is, how can he serve on the on the bench, given what has happened? Look, this man, Brett Kavanaugh, not my first choice, by the way, and I had spoken uh, to President uh, while he was thinking about taking uh, someone. And I, you know, I my position was he should have taken uh, this woman, Amy Tony Barrett, Judge Barrett. She was she was younger. She was a culture warrior. Diane Feinstein, the ranking member of the Democrat, member from California, the senator, had already attacked her Catholic faith. This was supposed to be easy for us. I think it's going to end up being a net plus for Republicans going into the midterms once he's confirmed. Uh, the Washington, uh, the Wall Street Journal is about to report on uh, Brett Kavanaugh that he had an illegitimate child, out of wedlock child. Oh. The woman 
<laughs> I know this for a fact. The woman was going to say, I didn't know Brett when this child was conceived. I didn't know Brett until this child was one or two years old. And essentially that this child is a single child, a single mother, and, this, and Brett has acted as like a surrogate father to her. There have been multiple things going on. They will throw anything and everything. Now they're going to go into his drunk log while he was at college. Look, the fact of the matter is he has to be put on the bench, and his record has shown he's issued. Here's a nominee, by the way, who has issued more opinions, at least in modern day, than any other nominee in history. He serves in the second highest court in the land. It's a feeder court. It's called the Rocket Docket, and it's a feeder court to the Supreme Court, the D.C. Circuit Court. And not only that, of his opinions, at his level, he had the largest amount, at least 13, that his lower court opinion was used by Supreme Court justices, cited, used as rationale and as, as for the rulings. This man has already shown that he, can, uh, that he can build a consensus. And what this has ultimately shown, and I'm glad that Republicans, particularly Lindsey Graham, who... Uh, now that John McCain is not around, I hate to be, uh, I hate to sound gross, but John McCain is not around. Now Lindsey Graham has become a man, and they realize we're not going to get the same treatment that they get. You know, I never want to see a Democrat president, there will be one, if a Democrat president fills a vacancy on the Supreme Court and they get more than 10 Republican senators, this, this does not happen anymore. That's what this has done. The, the days of Ruth Bader Ginsburg getting 92 uh, 92 senators, um, Kagan, uh, Sotomayor getting in the 60s, 70s. It's not happening anymore. But the, but it, what I think on the outside looking in, what is very, very clear is that we, uh, your country is very, very divided. And, and we feel it up here, too. But nonetheless, it is a very ugly time. And um, people are just angry. And this Me Too movement is being now used and weaponized, I think, to its detriment. It's just a very ugly time in, in American history. And the problem is, is that, once again, we have felt, as Republicans, that we have been pushed around. We have extended our hand in the past, and it has never been uh, given back to us. And this shows this. Remember, this process started with a Judge Bork mm -hmm. during, uh, during uh, the, the 90s. And what had happened there was that was the first time in modern-day history but in history, that the advice and consent power by the Senate, granted them by the Constitution, was used to say, we don't agree with the way this judge interprets the law. It was not whether or not the judge was qualified. He was, uh, he was, 100, he was more than qualified. We don't like his views. We don't like his, the way he applies the law. Our Constitution, you see your audience can understand, this is another debate. See, Democrats, they fail. Mass Ameri uh, Americans, they don't want gun control. They like to own guns. Mm. They don't want to have to uh, be told by the government, you have to own this, you have to own that, which is what the Obamacare decision was. There's something in our Constitution called the Commerce Clause, and but for, uh, but for you know, five other justices, liberals will have extended that, liberals on the bench, to the point that the government can tell me that I need to be carrying an avocado at all times, <laughs> essentially. Now, we don't want that, and it's because they lose on their ideas Americans don't want their ideas. Americans don't like them, so they try to legislate from the bench. And you have judicial activists. Barack Obama, when he would yeah. nominate a Kennedy or Sotomayor, he would say something along the lines of, well, they also need to think of other things. And 
this or that. No, 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 no. That's not your job. It's not your job. Your job is to interpret the law based on past precedent and to apply it into uh, situations and see how it, it applies to modern times. And this has been def- very divisive. With that said, they started it. <clears throat> I don't think this should have been delayed. We've been told by the we've been told by um, groups such as the Federal Society. I work for Steve Bannon's group. We've been advised we're not supposed to criticize Flake. I won't criticize him, um, <laughs> but I will tell you, Flake promised that this will be only about Dr. Ford's allegations. This will not be about anything else, and it will be done in a week. And, a better, and he better keep to that because if he doesn't, I understand that Jeff Flake's your audience can understand this man would have lost in his primary. Mm-hmm. He's a John McCain type. Republican, he's despised. There will be consequences for him, and those consequences will be he could get his MSNBC contract, he can get his CNN contract. That's fine. I will tell you that there will be. We have long memories, and if he expects to earn a cent in the private sector, good luck. Wow, yeah, interesting times. Well, <laughs> Sam, we'll we'll uh, keep watching it, and maybe I'll have you on in a few days to uh, see what happens with the uh, confirmation. I love coming on your show. Thank I really you appreciate much. it. Thank you very much. That is uh, Sam Nunberg. Uh, joining us and look they're they're passionate about it it's a lot of information a lot of inside the weeds but man what a mess washington is these days this is alex pearson you're listening to on point on global news radio